And hello out there to all you Brooklyn folk and beyond. This is Sam Maxwell, and you are here with the Bedford and Sullivan Podcast, the podcast that keeps you, the audience, active listeners in the Brooklyn Dodgers TV series research process and helping to shape the, the story we're trying to tell about Brooklyn is the Brooklyn Borough historian who has literally been with us since day one, that first podcast, Ron, uh, in helping to shape not just the Dodgers story, but the Brooklyn story as well. Well, I'm glad to be here again with you, Sam. Sam, and today we're going to go all the way to uh, Midwood. We're going to go out to the, the uh, we're going to start a little north of the main section of Midwood, and, and uh, I'll let you take it away and give us a little bit of history uh, about what they call Midwood Brooklyn. Okay, so um, where do you want to start? The question is, Ron, where do you want to start? <laughs> okay, how about in the beginning? <laughs> um, exactly. Well, in the, the Dutch arrived here um, in what's now Brooklyn in the, er, the early 1600s. And uh, they began to settle and developed eventually five Dutch towns or villages. And believe it or not, there was one English town that was in the mix. I'll explain that in a minute. The five Dutch towns were, and I'm going to say them in the Dutch language, the Dutch towns were um, New Utrecht, Vlakbas, New Amersfoort, Boswick. Uh, how many is that? Let's see. Um, I think I'm missing one. Um, anyhow, and the English town was, was Gravesend, which is still Gravesend today. That's the English town. And I'll explain why it's English in a minute. Um, when the English took over in 1664. So the Dutch really had this land here um, from, let's say, the 1620s and 1630s until 1664. When the English took over without one shot being fired. And by the way, the governor of New Amsterdam at the time was Peter Stuyvesant. And when Colonel Nichols from the English fleet landed his ships in Gravesend Bay, um, um, Bedford, uh, not Bedford Stuyvesant, Peter Stuyvesant, um, he wanted a fight. <laughs> the only problem was there were thousands of British soldiers, really thousands, and the Dutch were primarily farmers. Yes, they had guns, of course, because they had to go into the forest land of Brooklyn um, and go hunting for food, for clothing, you know, the, the, the skins of the animals for clothing and so on. There were no stores for them to buy things when they arrived because this was virgin land. It was, it was forest land, which, had, which was really, quote, unquote, owned by the local Indians. And um, so Peter Stuyvesant wanted to fight, and finally the locals convinced him that, hey, we're going to be killed. They're going to burn us out. We can't fight. So Colonel Nichols came in, took over, and the Dutch area now became property of England. Um, Colonel Nichols sent a ship back to England to let King Charles III know that, you know, it's ours. The Dutch New Amsterdam is now ours. So the king decided to give this new, quote-unquote, conquered land. Keep in mind, not one shot was fired and no blood was shed. He gave it to a nephew who was, happened to be, the Duke of York in England. And the Duke of York, so pleased, decided to rename the Dutch land, and he called it New York. And that's how New York got its name in 1664. Well, anyhow, the English also started to change the Dutch names of the towns. The only one that remains the same today is New Utrecht, named after the village of Utrecht in the Netherlands. But the others changed dramatically. Vlakbos became Flatbush, and in, in Dutch, bos means woods. So Vlakbos was a wooded plain. Then you had 
the Dutch, Dutch town of Boswick, and that became Bushwick, which still is a neighborhood in Brooklyn called Bushwick today. Then you had New, New Amersfoort, which today is Flatlands. That's where I happen to live in Flatlands. Um, again, I'm, I'm missing one of the towns. I, I can't believe it. Um, I'll and, just, um, write it down for you. Yeah. In the, uh, in the 1640s, um, an English woman named Lady Deborah Moody left England because she was practicing a religion that the, the British frowned upon. Uh, they were primarily okay, Protestants. Before, before we continue, before we continue, I'm just looking on Google. Bushwick, Brooklyn, Flat, Flatlands, Gravesend, and New, uh, New Ultrick and Flatbush. Which one are you missing? Did you oh, mention all of those? It, it, yes, it is called Brooklyn. B R E U C K E L E N, which means broken land. And Brooklyn became Brooklyn. Early maps had it as Brookland. Uh, sometimes I've seen it as two words and sometimes one word, Brookland in the old maps, and eventually became Brooklyn, meaning broken land. Um, so those were the five Dutch towns. And the English town, Gravesend, well, Lady Deborah Moody practiced a religion called, she was an Anabaptist, and the English frowned upon it. So she left England, I should say she was practically kicked out of England, took a ship, and the ship landed um, in one of the English colonies of Rhode Island. And there she was not treated too well. And um, Roger Williams, the head of the colony in Rhode Island, um, she left there and, and, uh, real, and found out that the Dutch were quite liberal. She came to the New Amsterdam area, which is New York, of course, Manhattan, and um, came to the land in Brooklyn, the southern part of Brooklyn, and the Dutch granted her permission in the 1640s to establish an English town, Gravesend. And she came from Gravesend in England. So she called this new land Gravesend or Gravesend here in Brooklyn. Um, and those are the original six towns, the five Dutch and the one the English. Now, where does Midwood come in? Well, originally, when the Dutch started to cut down trees to build homes and so on, they did it in the middle of Brooklyn, which was mostly forest land, and they called the area Midwout, M-I-D-M-O-U-T, which in Dutch means middle woods or in the middle of the woods. And that's exactly what the original town was called, Midwout. But when the English took over, Midwout and Vlachbos, Flatbush, became synonymous. And it all became Flatbush. And Flatbush, Vlachbos, a wooded plain, a, a flat wooded area. And interestingly, that, that's in the, uh, the 1664. If we go... 130 years later, in the 1770s, the very northern, northern tip of Flatbush, which met the boundary of the city of Brooklyn to the north, the very northern tip of Flatbush um, was very rolling hills. And 130 years after 1664, those rolling hills became Prospect Park. So if people know their geography here in Brooklyn, you know exactly the area I'm talking about. So we have Flatbush, and now we have Midwood or Midwood. And today, in 2020, Flatbush is the community just south of Prospect Park, and just south of Flatbush is the community of Midwood, which back in the days when the Dutch were here was the middle of the woods, which they called Midwout. So Midwood blends, blends right into Flatbush today. Two distinct now, uh, the, last time, the last time that you and I were on the podcast, we talked about the different grids. Now, I want to kind of do a contrasting with Manhattan. Basically, when, when you look at Manhattan, um, and I'm looking at Google Maps right now to give a little shout-out, uh, north of 14th Street, 
because the West Village kind of does its own thing a little bit, north of 14th Street, all the way, of course, to 125th Street, where it starts to curve in, uh, to, to where it starts to curve to the west, the actual land, and get and get and get tinier. Um, it, it basically, and I guess even all the way up to, to the 200s, um, as much whatever land they have left, it keeps the same grid that they, that's what they decided was, was the way, and I think uh, rightly so, because of the way the island is shaped. So if you go to Brooklyn, and specifically where we're talking about with Midwood and Flatbush and everything, and I believe the last time we were on talking about the other neighborhoods, we talked about it. Let's go from west to east. You look at Bay Ridge. It has its own grid. Basically, Diker Heights, Bath Beach, Bensonhurst, Mapleton, and Borough Park all have similar grids, uh, also based around where they put the highways. Uh, and then you go to Gravesend, and it does its own thing as well. Midwood, Sheepshead Bay, uh, and Flatbush and Kensington are kind of together in their own. And we don't need to go further there because this is where we're, what we're talking about. Um, let's go, uh, since you jumped all the way to 2020, let's jump all the way back to the formation of these grids. Well, um, there's one grid in particular in Gravesend that if you were to get in a helicopter and fly straight up, over the intersection of Gravesend Neck Road and McDonald Avenue, you will see the perfect grid of the original layout from the 1640s and 50s of Lady Deborah Moody's village of Gravesend. It's four squares, and um, Gravesend Neck Road and, and, and the streets are called Village Road North, Village Road South, I believe Van Sicklin Street, one of the Dutch names, um, and, and Avenue U and McDonald Avenue. And you can, from the helicopter, you look straight down, you see the original four squares of this grid. And the farmland, which is not there, of course, anymore, the original farmland would... Sorry to interrupt you, uh, Ron, but... But but I was yeah. about to ask you exactly I was about to ask you exactly where it is and, and sorry to interrupt you but uh, all of a sudden as you were talking about it and I was about to ask that I saw it and you tell me if I'm correct that the the four original grid that you're talking about of blocks it, it's remarkable seeing it overhead um, that's right it's where the avenue it's where the avenue U subway is yes correct that would be uh, today it's the Directly over. So this this right here and, and everybody listening out there, you gotta go to Google Maps right now or, or whenever you're listening to this, uh, or whenever you want to, and you'll look over, go to the Avenue U subway stop. You, all you have to do is type in Avenue U subway station and it'll show you that it's the F train. On the F train. Um, Right. McDonald yeah, and that's McDonald's. Is that is that elevated or is that underground? No, it's above ground. It's a it's an elevated so, train. The, so the F train and the U stop. There's a perfectly uh uh it's basically more or less a perfect square. Obviously there's you can t kinda of tell that it's a little off, but it's more or less a perfect square. And you've got Village Court jutting into it, and you have some other streets that are dead ends jutting into it. But other than that, it is a perfect square that is Village Road South, Graves Neck Road, that all the middle road is McDonald Avenue, and then you have, and, and I guess i got to zoom in a little, Village Road East, Village Road North, uh, and Van Sicklin Street. Yeah, that's right. And... Um... Um, and, and it's amazing that the, the four squares are still there today, and this is uh, over 400 years later. It's really interesting. So would you say, would you say that the, the cemetery is probably the most untouched part of the land, other than the, the group, you know, right next to it, of course, is some baseball fields called Our Lady of Grace baseball fields. Um, um, but I played, would you say I played that, literally you know, if, you're, if you're trying to... <laughs> There you go. I played Little League Baseball they... in the 1950s on those fields. 
And when it was called the, was it the called the Lady, Lady of Grit. Okay. What, what was the what, uh, what what was the the ball fields called then? Was it called Our Lady of Grace? No, no. The original name of those ball fields were the South Highway Little League, and this is when the Brooklyn Dodgers were still in Brooklyn. And and when that field opened in 1957, the last year the Dodgers were here, I was 12 years old, my last year in Little League, and I was there for the ceremony for the opening of those fields, and it was renamed the Gil Hodges Field, the Brooklyn Dodgers mm. first baseman. And Gil and Duke Snyder and Ed Roebuck, the relief pitcher, they came to the ballpark to dedicate the field, and I still have photographs that I took of that. 1957. Well, you'll have to send them. You'll have to send them to me. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, the, the cemetery must. Uh, are there any? Is there anything from the 1600s in the Gravesend Cemetery? Um, I'm not sure, but I, there are, actually there are two cemeteries there, and there's a, a fence separating two of them. One of the cemeteries is the grave, the old Gravesend Cemetery with the old gravestones, and the smaller one next to it is um, owned, the, the families that are buried there, are, are you ready for this, Sam? The, um, the Stillwells and the uh, Cropsies. And the people who know Stillwell Brooklyn, Avenue, Stillwell Crop- Avenue in Coney Island and Cropsey Avenue in uh, the Bath Beach area of Brooklyn. So the Cropsies and the Stillwells wow. are buried in that smaller extension of the Gravesend Cemetery. Okay, so, so here's another question. Um, yeah. uh, the it says here the first Korean church where is it right next to the the, the Gravesend Cemetery. Now I'm going to have to throw the the person down here to take a look at it myself. But the first Korean church, how? Uh, yeah, I guess it's actually it's probably not too old. I th- I was figuring that they had taken over some old church, but when you look at it, it's just. It could even be post-war. Do you know anything about this? Uh, it's literally, in, uh, if I zoom back out, it's on the, um, I'll tell you what corner it, it is, Gravesend Neck Road and then Sickland Street. Actually, it um, be, it's probably pre-war, actually, now that I'm seeing it from above. Well, I'm sure it became a Korean church um, much later on. because You didn't have too right. many Korean immigrants this until it, later it, it on it looks in the 20th like century. It, I'm sorry to to interrupt again, but it it seems to be, um, based off of my knowledge of Brooklyn, it's probably pre-war, but it's very standard, uh, uh, just, it's it's just a brick church. So it must have been, I I can only imagine that this church, uh, whatever its history, was built in the 20th century. Um, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. But let's get back to Midwood. That's what this... uh this segment is all about. Well, right, right, but the church is in Midwood. Uh, we're, 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 we're here. We're, <laughs> we're right here, and, and it's, it's really interesting looking at it because all of a sudden I, I have the 3D version of Google Maps, so without actually, you know, one of these times I'm going to have to actually be driving around these neighborhoods that we're, we're talking about, Ron. So okay. by all means, continue. Okay. Well, so now we know how uh, Midwood got its name uh, from Midwout. And, um, and, you know, like during, um, as time passed, um, if we move into the, um, the, the 19th century, uh, the late 19th century, most of the area was still farmland. And once the Brooklyn Bridge opened in 1883, May 24th, 1883, that was the beginning of opening of the floodgates for the increase in population in Brooklyn. Because now people living in the, um, in, in the lower part of Manhattan where you had these tenements that were so overcrowded, they now were able to walk um, across the Brooklyn Bridge or take their horse and wagon across instead of taking a, a, a boat or a ferry across. So they now came with their own belongings developers started to buy up farmland and started to proceed to develop housing. And um, the housing um, with the population railroad, by the way, steam railroads 
already existed in Brooklyn because in 1878, the Brooklyn, Flatbush, and Coney Island Railroad was established, and it ran from Prospect Park down to the Atlantic Ocean uh, along East, what's now East 16th Street. And it wasn't a, quote-unquote, a passenger railroad. It was more of an excursion railroad that took you to the biggest and the most popular resort in the United States, Brighton Beach, Manhattan Beach, Sheepshead Bay, and Coney Island. These tracks, which is today the B and the Q train in Brooklyn that runs along East 16th Street, these tracks today run from Prospect Park through Flatbush, through Midwood, into the Kings Highway area, Sheepshead Bay, and into Brighton Beach. So it goes through several different religious and ethnic communities and different housing in each of these communities today. And Midwood is one of those communities. In fact, the B and the Q train, um, the, um, the train stations in Midwood today are uh, Avenue let's say Avenue H on the north, which is right on the border, the Flatbush-Midwood border, Avenue H on the north, uh, Avenue J would be next, Avenue M would be after that. Um, after Avenue M comes Kings Highway. And that would be the southern end of the Midwood area on, along the uh, B and the Q train tracks. Because once you get south of Kings Highway, you then move into the Sheepshead Bay community. So again, the Midwood stations are Avenue H, J, M, and Kings Highway on the B and the Q train. And the only express stop there is the Kings Highway station. The others are local. Okay? Now, this railroad was an excursion, taking you to the resort. But once the Brooklyn Bridge opened, people who were now living in Brooklyn but working in Manhattan, or let's put it this way, working in New York City. Because remember, Brooklyn and New York City were separate, all right? So they now were able to take the train into New York City. And again, this was a big plus for Brooklyn because more people started to come into Brooklyn, buy some of the new housing that the developers were putting up. 20 years later, and it, Brooklyn Bridge was 1883, in 1903, the Williamsburg Bridge opened. And that was another influx from the Lower East Side of Manhattan into the Williamsburg section of Brooklyn. And then six years later, the Manhattan Bridge opened. So these three East River Bridges caused the tremendous increase in population in Brooklyn, caused the developers to come in and start to de develop housing tracts in Flatbush, Midwood, Sheepshead Bay, and other areas of Brooklyn. And the owners of these steam railroads, which were all over Brooklyn, um, they started to expand their railroads into the outskirts. And developers started to buy land in other areas, in, in what's now in Brownsville, what's now East New York, and so on. Uh, um, so this is how Brooklyn got developed. The, br the bridges increased the population. Developers bought up the farmland and began to develop new communities. And as they say, that's history. That's how Brooklyn got developed. Hmm. So let's go specifically to West Midwood. You sent me some pretty remarkable old plans, and I'll have to post them at some point. Um, yes, that's there, so there's, there's a lot of detail. There's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of details. The in 1908 there. map by the developer the William Harmon Company Incorporated. They bought up the land in, in Midwood and started to uh, grade the streets, because there were no streets at the time, um, and started to develop different communities. The map, the uh, pictures of the maps that I, the, that I sent you are called Midwood Manor, and it extends from Ocean Parkway on the west to Coney Island Avenue on the east, Avenue, I believe it's Avenue H on the north and Avenue K on the south. And um, if you look at the pictures in front of you that I sent you, you can see the layout of the street grid that the uh, William Harmon Company was um, putting together 
to build these private homes, okay? And one of the um, photos that I sent you is the east, the, the right-hand side of the map, and it gives all the... So let me, let me interrupt you real quick. Let me interrupt you yeah. real quick. Let me just make sure I understand. So what I'm looking at right now from Ocean Parkway to Coney Island Avenue and yeah. uh, the streets you mentioned, Long Island Railroad, the, the, the Long Island Railroad Passage, and um, was that King's Highway, of course. So um, you're telling me that the, there's an entire developer that owns all of the houses that they're going to be building here. Yes. Those are the lots. Each lot has a number that, that you see there on the map. Right, and, uh, but at first, before they're selling it to anybody, because it's just land at this point, like you're saying, right? That's correct. So, that's correct. Nothing so, so, right, so before, before this, this happens, we're talking that they own all of that land and they are ready to give plots of it to individuals. That's correct. And it's called Midwood Manor. And if we go a little bit further east of Coney Island Avenue, you have um, East, um, let's see, East 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, four and a half blocks west of, east of Coney Island Avenue, you have today the B and the Q train tracks, the Avenue J station, which originally was the Brooklyn, Flappish, and Coney Island Railroad tracks, which ran on the street as a steam railroad in 1878, okay? So you have... Today, major transportation there, the, uh, the uh, Q train local stop on Avenue J, and it's a major shopping street today. And by the way, if you tell your listeners on, the, um, on the, one of the pictures I sh sent you, it tells you what the houses were selling for. Do you see the prices? Yes. 5000 6000 Do you see the description of the houses on each of the streets? Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of yeah. Each street has its own little writing. Ocean Parkway, East Seventh Street, another East Seventh Street, and, and and for the first page, I mean, it goes. It's pretty remarkable. Midwood Manor. Uh, it's it's that's, a that's remarkable Manor, yeah. piece of it's a remarkable piece of paper that you you have. Now these, these are uh, these are you took a photos of these, correct? Yes, I took a picture with my cell phone and then I uh, emailed it to you. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll have to even, we'll have to expand and, you know, scan these in as a, as a, like a PDF document at some point. Yeah. Um, By the way, because the, I think the that, map that I have, but, Sam, the original map that I have is about three feet long. It's about, it's almost three feet long, the map. Wow. That's, see, yeah. Uh, so the fact that you, I mean, you must have been standing on the ladder. Or something. <laughs> no, looking, I just I looking just looking at it right now. I just zoomed in closer. I zoomed well, in. Well, we got we got the uh, we got the the um, on on the iPhone I have now. We got the the uh, wide angle lens. So maybe we'll have to we'll have to attempt that once you know you and I can come into contact with one another on a sure. better you know <laughs> you know on a level that doesn't involve COVID nineteen out there. Uh, and maybe we'll, we'll uh, you know, I think uh, we're talking, I'm sure, I'm hoping all of our listeners are paying attention to all of the things that are being said about COVID-19 out there. In fact, I believe Fauci probably is still talking right now. Don't listen to us. Luckily, we've both so far survived it, and, and you, sir, uh, may have even had a scare. I'm not sure if you've gotten the antibody test, but, you know, without revealing too much, we're going to stay distracted with Midwood, and specifically West Midwood. So, as all of this land is developed and it's being sold to so many people, what are the types of houses, what are the types of architecture that is being installed here? Well, it's a, it, there's a varied, varied architectural styles. Um, if you go just a little bit north into Flatbush, you have these beautiful turn-of-the-century Victorian homes that were built between um, 1899 to about 1915. The houses in Midwood um, are not as large, and, but some of them are as elaborate as the ones in Victorian Flatbush. And, um, but 
a lot of the originals in, in the Midwood area, in the Midwood Manor area, in the um, East Midwood area. Um, they have changed, a lot of them have changed dramatically. Um, the area today is predominantly um, an Orthodox Jewish community. However, it's, it's mixed because you have Orthodox Jews, you have um, Jews that are not as religious, and just to the northern edge of Midwood, as it blends into Flatbush, you have a large Middle Eastern community, a, a lot of uh, um, Islamic uh, communities, and they blend in. In fact, if you walk on Coney Island Avenue today, and Avenue J, and Avenue M, these are the three main shopping streets in Midwood. Um, even if you go down to King's Highway a little bit, but it's more so on Avenue J, Avenue M, and Coney Island Avenue, you will see um, um, men um, in Islamic dress, women wearing uh, some wearing burqas, um, covering their faces, and not because of COVID-19, but this is all the time with them. Um, and walking on the same streets with Orthodox women, Orthodox men, they shop in the same stores, they bank in the same banks. They get along very, very well with each other. So why can't they do that in the Middle East? <laughs> but that's the way it is today. And by the way, the names of the Midwood communities today are Midwood Manor. That's the map I sent you. Manhattan Terrace, which is just east of the B and the Q train tracks which extends from East 16th Street to Ocean Avenue. And then you have East Midwood, which stretches from Ocean Avenue east to Nostrand Avenue. So you have East Midwood, Manhattan Terrace, Midwood Manor. And these are the, uh, the main Midwood communities in the heart of Midwood. Going a little further south into the closer to the Kings Highway area, you have an area known as the area is called Madison because it's right close to Madison High School. That Madison High School is where Bernie Sanders went. Ruth Bader Ginsburg went there. Chuck Schumer went there. Um, Cousin Brucey. Those of you who listen to Cousin Brucey on Sirius XM, he went to Midwood uh, High School. So this was a very big Jewish area. It still is today, but it's become more integrated with a Muslim community, but, um, it, but it's predominantly um, Jewish. However, on Avenue J, you have right in the middle of all of, all of the Jewish-owned uh, stores, the commercial establishments, you have one of the best Italian pizza places in the city of New York. It's DeFaro Pizza on the corner of East 15th Street and Avenue J. They've been written up numerous times as one of the best pizza places in New York City. On the next block, you have kosher pizza time. You have Jerusalem pizza. So you see, it's pretty mixed. It's pretty mixed. No, I mean, you know, and Brooklyn developed that way uh, uh, and, and became a symbol in many ways. And obviously, Queens is the most diverse place in the entire world. But Brooklyn has the most people in New York City and right. seems to represent everybody in many ways. Well, today's Midwood is a community of, very, of, of several cultures. You have Orthodox Jewish, um, Russian, Middle Eastern, and uh, one or two others mixed in there. But those are the primary ones. Um, there are quite a few yeshivas in the area. Uh, one of the most notable ones is the Yeshiva of Flatbush, and that was established way back in 1927. And you have several public schools, PS 99, which is on Coney Island Avenue, PS um, 199. No, wait a minute. I think it's 199 is on Coney Island Avenue, and PS 99 is on East 10th Street near Avenue J. Uh, and at the southern end, you have PS 217, which is on... Um, Newkirk Avenue and Coney Island Avenue. And of course, Midwood High School, which is right on the border of Midwood and Flatbush. It's on Bedford Avenue, right next to Brooklyn College. And, and speaking of Brooklyn College, that is right on the Midwood-Flatbush border. 
okay? Um, and Midwood High School, that's where um, Woody Allen went to Midwood High School. And uh, I'm a graduate of Brooklyn College. I'm past president of the, the um, Alumni Association. So you had Midwood High School adjacent to Brooklyn College. They're right next to one another. And uh, is there anything you can tell me about uh, the, it looks like it's a cemetery, Washington Cemetery right over here. Um, do you know okay. anything about that place? Yes. Washington Cemetery, um, it's, um, it was originally established in 1850, 1850. However, the oldest one in Brooklyn is Greenwood Cemetery. Uh, Greenwood uh, started in 1838. But Washington Cemetery, 1850, it was um, um, non-sectarian originally. And I'm not sure what year it was. I think in the late 1800s to around the turn of the century, it started to become a predominantly Jewish cemetery. And that's the way it is today, predominantly Jewish. And it extends from, I'm not sure of the exact boundaries, but Ocean Parkway on the east um, uh, Bay, uh, the street Bay Parkway bisects it right through the middle. So if you go down Bay Parkway, you have Washington Cemetery on either side of Bay Parkway. And I'm not sure what the other street borders are, but it's, it's well, a it long cemetery. Be, according to, yeah, according to what I'm, I'm looking at right now, it seems to be both in Midwood, in Mapleton, and yes. I guess I guess that's the rest of it. And then And then there's yeah, I guess that's where it stops, right on the other side of 20th Avenue. Yeah, and, and it extends almost almost into Borough Park and Bensonhurst, and perhaps into it as well. It's, it's hard to distinguish yeah. to open the actual boundary now, lines of you, certain communities. We're extending it, uh, you know, we're talking about Midwood, of course, but on the other side of uh, 19th Avenue is Gravesend Park. Um, so that you're set, this, this is the land right over here that goes all the way. I guess it's on top of, well, where is Gravesend? Where, where was, oh, there it's right. Okay. So Gravesend Park basically goes into what is now Mapleton, which is on top of Bensonhurst. If there's anything you, you can tell us about that, the tangent. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the, um, I have a book in front of me all about the history of Midwood. In fact, I wrote the introduction to the book, <laughs> and it has on page six um, um, a map showing the original boundaries, not with streets, but just as a map of the different uh, uh, Dutch and the one English town. And Gravesend extends all the way into the, the northern end into the Flatbush Midwood area the eastern end into the flatlands area and the northwest corner of Midwood is in the northeast corner of the Dutch town of New Utrecht and New Utrecht today, by the way, um, flatlands is a neighborhood. Okay. Flatbush is a neighborhood. Bushwick is a neighborhood. Um, Brooklyn is the name of all of Kings County, but New Utrecht, one of the Dutch towns, it's, New Utrecht is not a neighborhood anymore. It's not. The only, New Utrecht today is Borough Park, Bay Ridge, Dyka Heights, Bensonhurst. Um, um, I must be leaving one or two out. So New Utrecht today is, has been divided up into different other communities. And the only thing left of New Utrecht today is New Utrecht High School, New Utrecht Avenue, and the New, York, New Utrecht uh, uh, Reformed Church, which is on 18th Avenue and 84th Street. The original church was built in 1677, about a block away um, on 16th Avenue. And the cemetery is there at 16th Avenue, and I think 84th Street. The one on eight, um, 84th Street today and 18th Avenue, that church was completed in 1848. And that still stands today. And I think they just recently reopened it because it was closed for several years for a major, major renovation. But that dates to 1848. So the Midwood 
the map of Brooklyn showing the original layout of the map of the Dutch and the one English town shows Midwood extending into, as I said, Flatlands, Flappish and Midwood, Gravesend, and a, a very northwest corner into New Utrecht, which is today like Bensonhurst, Borough Park. It's my favorite piece of land in the entire world. And this is why you and I could never really stop talking about Brooklyn, no matter where we go here. And, and that's one of the things I love about this. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at it, and there's, I literally want to touch every single corner of this place as much as I can. Um, I, I need to get a bike again, I'll tell you, to be able to do that. But I'm just so thankful to have you to help us go through this. Now, uh, you and I can only stay on for another uh, four to ten minutes at, at best. Um, so what are some of the other things that you feel that we have not touched upon yet in terms of, of Midwood? Well, what I suggest is for um, people who are listening if they're not too familiar with Midwood, they should um, come to Midwood, um, take the, the uh, t- I would suggest taking the Q train, because the B train, which is the express, stops at Kings Highway. And the next stop north would be Church Avenue in the heart of Flatbush. So you would take the Q train, and you can get off at the Avenue J station. And... Um, in fact, I have a photograph of taken in 1908 of Avenue J showing the elevated tracks the year that those tracks were elevated. Remember, the Brooklyn Flappers and Coney Island Railroad was a steam railroad that ran on the street. I have pictures of those, too. And between 1903 or 1904 and 1909, they raised the tracks um, south of Avenue H going down to Brighton Beach because um, as the area started to get developed um, and houses were being built and the schools were being built, um, the city of New York told the privately owned railroad, said you got to get these tracks off the street. So they were going to build an elevated railroad from Prospect Park down to the beach. But the people in what we call Victorian Flatbush, north of Avenue H, they were buying these magnificent mansions, Victorian, Queen Anne, Edwardian, Georgian, you name it. They have the architectural styles there in Flatbush, including a Japanese cottage, believe it or not, that is magnificent. Um, these people were buying these homes for from $6,500 to about $12,000. Today, they're going for $1.5 million to $3, $4 million, All right? There's one on the market now for $3.9 million on Buckingham Road. Um, and um, so the people protested. They said, listen, we just bought these homes for $8,000. Now you want to build an elevated railroad literally in our backyards. And the only option was to put the tracks 18 feet down uncovered. So from Avenue H north to Prospect Park, the tracks are depressed, I think, 16 to 18 feet down uncovered. They've been that way since 1908, 1909. South of Avenue H, going through Midwood, Kings Highway area, uh, Sheepshead Bay into Brighton Beach, it's elevated. Okay? So if you get off at Avenue J, walk down Avenue J, look at the different shops. And by the way, don't do this until we get to phase three or four from COVID-19, because a lot of the shops (laughs) are still closed. All right? And go hungry and stop in at some of the ethnic restaurants. Have a slice of pizza at the Faro Pizza and then go to the next block and have a slice at either Jerusalem Pizza or um, Pizza Time Kosher Pizza. They're both on the same block. And um, I'll just tell you this, that the Faro Pizza is more expensive. I'll tell you that right now. Um, and, um, and there are other restaurants. There's a restaurant called the Garden of Eat In. Not Eden, E-D-E-N, but the Garden of Eat In. But you can't eat in now. You got to wait until uh, the restaurants open up where you can eat. Really, go inside and eat in. <laughs> so you have different ethnic restaurants, kosher bakeries, Italian pizza at the Farah Pizza, 
and then go on to Coney Island Avenue around the corner from Avenue J and you have, um, oh, I forgot the name of it. There's a, a kosher deli and other eating places. So enjoy the ethnic foods and then turn north on Coney Island Avenue and go towards the northern part of Midwood on Coney Island Avenue to Avenue H and then a little bit further, almost into Flatbush, you get into the Middle Eastern community and there are restaurants there as well. Enjoy the food. It's, it's magnificent. And by and the way, if, if, you, if, you, um, if you can get a copy of this book that I have, um, it's called Brooklyn's Midwood, Farms, Film, and Falafel by Brian Merlis, Lee Rosenzweig, and Oscar Israelowitz. If you take the book with you as you go through Midwood, and the book is filled with maps and vintage photographs showing the area the way it was even before the area started to get developed. It shows these, some of the original farmhouses. It shows, um, there's a, here, what, what is it, East 14th Street and Avenue L. And you can see that this picture is 1929. I mean, it shows these vintage photographs and stand there with the book, with the maps, and stand on the street of the photographs from the 19-teens and the 1920s and see how the area has changed. It, it's, it, it's really a fantastic piece of history to do this. Um, and by the way, movie making, motion picture making, started in Brooklyn in 1907 when the Vitagraph Movie Studios opened on East 14th Street between Avenue L and Avenue M. And I'm looking at a picture now on page 31, and there's a big, tall smokestack on the right side of the photograph, all right? And that is the smokestack from the Vitagraph movie studio where uh, Douglas Fairbanks Sr., Mary Pickford, Fatty Arbuckle were the stars. Uh, the studio is long gone, all right? But the smokestack is still there, and it still says on the smokestack, which was built in 1909. And, and, and there's a, it looks like there's a fancy apartment there now. Yes, they just built a brand new apartment building on the site of the old movie studios, which were just torn down, by the way. Um, so uh, I'm going to have to look up what they, what they look like. I mean, it, it's interesting. So they tore them down instead of doing what so many people have done, which is renovate? Yeah, sure. Um, and by the way, at the southern end of Midwood, just when you get into the King's Highway area, there's an old Dutch farmhouse. Um, at the address is 1669 East 22nd Street on the corner of King's Highway and East 22nd Street. It's about a block east of Ocean Avenue. Um, it's the Wyckoff Bennett Mont House. The Wyckoffs built it. You ready for this? In 1766, 10 years before the American Revolution, sold it to the Bennett family in 1835. And um, uh, the former owner of the house was Gertrude Ryder Bennett, R-Y-D-E-R. She was a member of the Ryder family. And in the, um, in the Marine Park area of Brooklyn, there's a street called Ryder Street, named after her family. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting her in the very early 1980s as I was giving a tour in the house. Uh, unfortunately, um, Mr. and Mrs. Mont that bought the house in the early 1980s um, preserved it and kept it. It's, it's remarkable. But they both have since passed away, and the children um, um, are in the process of selling the house. Now, the house is a city, state, and national landmark, so it cannot be torn down. So hopefully whoever buys it will fix it up. <coughs> and, um, and the house has to remain because it is landmarked. Um, and um, I'm just saying that uh, that's a, a piece of the early part of Midwood right there, the very southern end of Midwood. Kings Highway and East 22nd Street. It's amazing, and I don't think I, I realized that there was such a, a, vi a viable movie studio right in the middle of Brooklyn, basically. Yeah, the studios 
1925, Vita Graph. Now, graph means picture. You know, math, you did math, you drew a picture with a graph. All right? So Vita Graph had silent movies. In 1925, Vita Graph Studios sold their studios to Warner Brothers. And Vita Graph moved out to Hollywood. And about three or four years later, when sound movies came, Vita Graph became Vita Phone. Phone means sound. Okay? In fact, I'm talking to you on my cell phone right now. All right? So Vitagraph became Vitaphone in the late 1920s when sound movies came in. And Warner Brothers had the studios until 1953. And they sold it to NBC. And NBC in 1953 built the largest color TV studio, uh, television studio on the corner of Avenue M and East 14th Street. And in fact, Dinah Shaw did her live uh, TV specials there. Um, and a great opera star was, uh, I forgot what her name is. She, she did a, a big show there. Uh, the original Cosby show was done at the NBC studios. NBC eventually sold it to CBS. And one of the CBS soap operas was done there. Um, the studios have been sold I'm not sure what's there now. I think somebody said that has been turned into a, a, a private storage facility where you can rent storage space, something like that. So uh, for, for, for like um, oh, well over a century, a century it was... Uh, well, it also it seems, like that, that apartment building. seems like the apartment building's there now, too. No, no, no. It's across the street from the apartment building. Oh, I the apartment see. But they're building claiming that the, the apartment building... They're calling the apartment building the Vitagraph. Yes, the apartment building is where the Vitagraph studio was. The, the NBC and CBS studio is a quarter of the street from okay. East 14th okay. Street. Ah, I see. Uh, I, it's, all, it's all coming together. I completely understand now. Um, well, well, Ron, I, I greatly appreciate you helping us uncover uh, the basically the middle of Brooklyn and the history of it. And... I, I, you know, I can't wait to come up with what our next neighborhood is because we're going to keep talking about Brooklyn. We're going to keep talking and forming all of this stuff. And I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave you with this. I've been watching Brooklyn Bridge, which unfortunately only had two seasons. Uh, but Gary David Goldberg, who was the creator of Family Ties, um, oh, yeah. he, was, he was just down the street from, from what we're talking about growing up in Bensonhurst. Uh-huh. Well, Woody Allen grew up in Midwood on East 14th Street in Avenue K. That's where he grew up and went to Midwood High School. Right. Right. You know, so it, it, there's just, there's so, there's so much history to, to uncover about Brooklyn. And, and uh, Ron, I appreciate you helping us do so every single time. Thank you. My pleasure. And thank you all for listening to the Bedford and Sullivan podcast, as always. I, I urge you to, on your own, learn more history about Brooklyn, but we will do our best to continue to uncover it for you. Have a great one. Take care, and be safe and healthy.